For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about some NFL football as the San Francisco 49ers have a matchup over the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bimberia Podcast here on the Weed Podcast Network. Now, before we end up going on a break, we previewed what we're doing with this week's show. Once again, talking about the 49ers and their upcoming matchup against the St. Louis Cardinals on Sunday. But before we do that, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to quickly recap how we did last week, both from a betting perspective and from just an overall breakdown of the game for, that the Niners had last week. And starting with the overall betting breakdown, we unfortunately went 0-2 as we ended up having the Niners minus 2.5 as well as the over in that game. Now, the over unfortunately died on us because it ended up at 49. Niners had a couple of turnovers there, which definitely hurt. But as for the spread... I mentioned in, in last week's video that taking the points with a division rival is extremely tempting. And now the Seahawks always play the Niners close, so it would make sense if you thought Seattle would keep it close. Having said all that, I went against that intuition anyway. I, I laid that entire case out on the air, and then I ended up taking the Niners anyway. And the Niners, I don't want to say that they were going to lose when Garoppolo was even playing in the game. But when he was losing, you could kind of tell it was a wrap. But the turnovers didn't help. Seahawks ended up winning the game 28-21. to So we went 0-2, and the Niners ended up losing. So a bit of a double whammy there for the Bay Area. But either way, uh, to go into this upcoming matchup, the Niners will be traveling on the road to take on another division rival in the Arizona Cardinals, the only undefeated team left in the entire NFL, as they travel to State Farm Stadium. And that game will be taking place on a Sunday afternoon. Now, looking at the actual breakdowns here, I'll start off with the Niners and go through the matchup against Seattle and the box score itself. So starting off with the quarterback play, you had Jimmy G and Trey Lance split time because Garoppolo got injured. Now Garoppolo's out indefinitely. So Trey Lance is the starting quarterback in the immediate future. Now Garoppolo was okay. He was 14 for 23, 165 yards, one touchdown, one pick. QBR of 27.1 and a QB rating of 79.1. And Trey Lance came in off the bench, 157 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, QBR of 39.5 and a QB rating of 117.1. However, Lance also only completed 50% of his passes. He went 9 for 18. And if you can really have any takeaways from Lance, I thought there were two. 
One, he's extremely fast in the ground game, so I do think Shannon might try to use him a little bit more in the read option, etc., because Lance is a speedster. The guy can run. But the other takeaway, which is the negative one, his throwing mechanics are an absolute mess. And you can just tell based on the actual platform that he uses, the base, and just the way that he follows through, he needs a lot of tweaking with his current form. And I do think that'll probably take a year or two to fix. It's not the end of the world. We've seen other quarterbacks have issues with their actual form entering either the NFL or even the NBA if you want to change somebody's shot. But the point is that Lance, in his first career start, I do think is going to struggle a little bit in terms of his accuracy because that was a huge issue last week. But the mobility gives them a wrinkle, and we'll see what happens. But looking at the ground game, Trey Sermon was very solid. 19 carries for 89 yards. Of course, he needed to be because him and Jaquez Patrick, who the Niners signed recently, were the only two running backs to actually get carries in this game. Elijah Mitchell's been injured, Hasey's been injured, and of course, Mostert's out for the year. So Sermon, whether you like it or not, is the starting running back for the immediate future, and he did average 4.7 yards per carry last week, which is a positive sign. But look at the receiving core, shocker, Debo Samuel went nuts again. Eight receptions for 156 yards, two touchdowns. He's been a one-man wrecking crew for this Niners team. Now, the issue is, besides Samuel, you've got basically nobody who's done anything. Kittle's been extremely quiet. He had four receptions for 40 yards, so he hasn't done much all year long. And Ayuk's been a disaster. Ayuk was supposed to be a really, really hot commodity for fantasy football, for player props, as a guy to be a potential number one in this Shannon system. And after a pretty solid year last year, Ayuk's been a mess. I know he had a hamstring issue in camp. I'm not sure if that's still plaguing him or not. But one reception for 15 yards, he's been a complete non-factor all season long. And when you have less targets than Mohamed Sanu, I have to question your role in this offense. And right now, Ayuk has done basically nothing. So we'll see if he can turn it around. Hopefully he can, because if the Niners want to be successful long-term, they're going to need more than one guy in Samuel to be successful in the pass game. But other than that, not really much else to recap. Uh, you can go through some of the numbers, but with a rookie quarterback stubbing in midway through, Decent amount of garbage time as well. I think it's pretty tough to fully analyze the passing game. So, we'll mention Samuel being great, Kittle and Ayuk being disappointing, and we'll move on from there. But looking at everything else, the turnovers were a bit of an issue. Uh, Cannon lost a fumble, and Garoppolo threw a pick, so they had two turnovers. But to look at the Niners' defense, they gave up 28 points. They only gave up 14 first downs. They only gave up 234 total yards. So the Niners lost the game despite outgaining Seattle by 223 yards, which is almost impossible. So congrats to the Niners to find a way to lose that game. And the defense was fine. I mean, Wilson had 149 passing yards. I thought they kind of held their own, but fourth quarter was mostly garbage time. Seattle decided to pack it in. And Seattle also had a bit of a running back issue because Carson ended up getting injured. He has a neck issue and as a result, you had to kind of create a timeshare between him and Alex Collins. Now, Collins had the rushing touchdown. Seattle had 105 rushing yards, only averaged 3.8 yards per carry, but did have two rushing touchdowns, so that is definitely worth monitoring. But Wilson had four overall touch—he uh, had three overall touchdowns, two passing, one rushing. And the Niners, I can't really criticize the defense. It was just Garoppolo and Lance kind of looking like a chicken without a head because they had a couple of really bad moments there. Lance, not so much, because he came in, struggled for about a quarter or so, and then garbage time, he put together some nice numbers. But 
The defense was fine. I'm not going to roast the defense. It is what it is. And I'll look for a bounce-back performance or even just an equally good performance by the defense on Sunday with improved offensive play. But other, other than that, though, looking at their opponent for this one, we got to talk about Arizona, who is, once again, the only undefeated team left in the league. And Arizona beat down a division rival that has given them serious fits for the last couple of years as the Arizona Cardinals absolutely destroyed the Los Angeles Rams on the road last week by winning that game 37-20. to It was actually 37-13, to and then Stafford threw a garbage-time touchdown to Robert Woods with about a minute to go. So the game was even more lopsided than it appeared. Also a meaningful touchdown, because that Robert Woods touchdown sent the game over the total. But to go through Arizona... You got to start off with Kyler Murray. There's really the only way you can go about it. He's one of the favorites to win the MVP. He was great once again last week. Had 268 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Also at 39 rushing yards. He was great. Uh, shocker. Uh, not really, because he's a very, very talented player. But the main takeaway was just the offense and doing whatever it wanted against a very solid Rams defense. The Rams entered the game following the win against Tampa, and people were already crowning the Rams as being the best team in the league. And Arizona showed up, and clearly were pissed off that they were being disrespected. And Arizona absolutely killed this team. So to go through everything, I mentioned the Kyler numbers. However, the ground game was the pleasant surprise here. You assume with Aaron Donald, the defensive tackle, that it's pretty tough to run the ball against the Rams. It was not for the Cardinals. They carved up this run defense like Swiss cheese because Chase Edmonds, 12 carries, 120 yards. James Conner had 50 yards and two touchdowns. Kyler Murray had 39 yards. All being with it all being said, Arizona had 40 carries for 216 yards, which is 5.4 yards per carry and two rushing touchdowns. So the balance was there offensively. Arizona had north of 460 yards, so they were fantastic. And yeah, to go through the receiving core, DeAndre Hopkins been pretty quiet lately. I know he's been battling some injury issues, but he's 67 yards. AJ Green has actually had a pretty solid year. He had five receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. Max Williams with a touchdown as well and 66 yards from the tight end position. Rondo Moore, pretty quiet. He had 28 yards, but we know that he's still a potential big game, uh, big game receiver where he can put up big numbers in a vacuum if you need it. Chase Edmonds, four receptions. Connor, two receptions. So they balanced out some targets for the running backs as well. But the offense was just flawless. There's really no other way to put it. Arizona, if they didn't take their foot off the gas, probably could have scored 40-plus. It was just a matter of the, them realizing in the fourth quarter they could just milk the clock, and that's exactly what they did. But looking at the actual defense, they only gave up 20 points. It was really 13 because of the garbage time touchdown. Stafford ended up not getting sacked once. He was pressured a lot, but he got the ball out of his hands. Did have one interception. And looking at the fumbles, you had Michelle who lost the fumble. So Arizona forced tur uh, two turnovers. And in the ground game... The Rams were successful, but they had to abandon the run very quickly because they were trailing pretty much from the get-go. But Henderson had 14 carries for 89 yards. Stafford had six carries because he was running for his life the entire time for 21 yards. And Sony Michelle had three carries for 11 yards. So the Rams, 23 carries, 121 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, no touchdowns, which is fine. And you're kind of hoping the Niners will be able to run the ball against this defense. We'll see. But I am concerned about, well, the fact that Trey Lance's first starts coming up against Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. So I am really curious how he's going to how he's going to handle 
the pressure in the pocket? Is he going to leave the pocket too early like a typical young quarterback move? Try to rely maybe too much on a scrambling and abandon the pocket when he might not need to in some situations. But I think this game should be entertaining to say the least. We'll see if Lance is actually able to show flashes of why he was a top five pick in this past NFL draft. But once again, expect some growing pains. It's not going to be fully pretty. We saw that with Justin Fields, who looked better against the Lions last week after that abysmal showing against the Browns because you just get more reps and you'll look more comfortable. But we'll see how that works out. To go through the actual breakdown for this matchup, though, the actual numbers, the Cardinals are currently five-point favorites, and the total is really a split line between 50.5 and 49.5. You can find some 50s as well. But for this one, to go through the actual spread, I got to take Arizona. And I know the Niners are undefeated on the road. I know the defense, as I mentioned before, has still been playing pretty well this season despite all the injuries. But Arizona's offense is just a complete juggernaut, and I can't trust Lance. I think Lance is going to struggle. I think the pass rush should get there. Arizona's not afraid to send a lot of heat, and I think that Lance is going to struggle and throw a couple of interceptions with a fumble maybe mixed in there. But the ground game, they have Sermon, who could be the answer temporarily. We'll see about that. But the receiving core, besides Debo Samuel, has been so underwhelming this year, and it's so disappointing because Kittle, we all know, is an elite tight end. Production-wise, he hasn't played like it this year, so I don't know if he's going to be a factor in this one. And Ayuk's been a complete afterthought. So if you're relying basically on one guy in Samuel to carry the load for the receivers, I don't think that's enough to handle Arizona. I think Murray's going to run around. He'll do his thing. You'll find Hopkins. You'll find A.J. Green. You'll find Kirk. You'll find Rondo Moore. They just got a bunch of guys. And the ground game with Edmonds and Connor is a pretty nice one-two punch. I think Arizona will score enough points to make it very difficult for the Niners to keep this game close. But for the sake of this, I will give Arizona 28 points in this one. I think they could potentially break 30, but I do think the Niners will eat up some clock with Lance. I think they'll try to keep the ball out of Kyler's hands, which should result in a lower-scoring game. Now, as for the offense for the Niners, and they're going to copy the Rams. I think they'll score 20. I think they might end up with 13 or so before some garbage time. I really think Lance is going to have a hard time against a defense that's fully preparing for him for the entire game. Seattle was playing prevent, and Lance torched him in the last couple of minutes. But I do think Arizona will have a game plan in place. I think Lance will struggle. I think he might look a little bit better in the second half once he can make some adjustments, and Arizona might take its foot off the gas. But for a total of about 50 and a half, I'm taking the under because I just think that uh, San Francisco will probably score around 20. In this spot, it will be a sweat for the total, in my opinion, but I'm going to take Arizona winning this game either 28-20 or 27-20, which means I like the Cardinals minus the 5, and I also like the under 50.5. But that has been this installment of the Ben and Maria podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.